so, what did we talk about at the VGOCC this week? That was everything we talked about. Oh, I thought we were just doing news articles. Yeah, that was a VGOCC. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Good morning, Dallas. This is Downloadable Coffee, the weekly podcast. We are your hosts, Michael Sewell. Daniel Shea. Rebecca Easton. I'm sorry, I'm messing with this. <laughs> no, no, it's good start. Good start. <clears throat> We're here to talk about the uh, the gaming news topics of the past couple weeks and talk about what took over the club, the VGOCC. Let's uh, let's get started. Have you uh, have y'all been? I know we had a, a sick week, each of us. Yeah. Uh, come on. It's been rough. And my sleep schedule's been like really screwed for the last couple weeks. I don't know what the deal is. Like, I find myself staying up till like five minutes. Five o'clock in the morning, pretty much every day. Last night I tried to go to bed on time. I went to bed at I think nine thirty, and then I was wide awake by two. Jeez. I legally am not allowed to talk about what I've been doing. So. Okay. <laughs> well, moving right along then. Uh, let's let's start into the uh, the events, right? Before we get into the news. Yeah. So what are, what's coming up? Events. I don't know because I've been entirely disconnected from <laughs> everything. Hacks just happened. Yes, last weekend. Um, which we didn't do the podcast last week, so we didn't say that PAX just happened, I guess. But we'll say it now. PAX happened a week ago. PAX uh, happened. There was also Playful. There was um, a bunch of short guys. That's right, they had a tour. Yeah, their new building yeah. just opened up, Did right? Did y'all go to that? No. No, that was on Saturday. That was mm-hmm. on Saturday. And then there was also... Um, that's not, they're not the Dallas Society. They're now the Society of Play. They dropped Dallas. Okay. So the Society of Play, which is run by Russell, who we've had on the podcast before, they had their first meeting, and it was a show and play this year. Great. Uh, so they have it very, already done. And I want to say they already put up their next event coming up for this year. All right, for, for next month. But I'll have to find it and then get it on all of our <laughs> channels. All right. So, ooh, speaking of which, we're going to use this as a time to plug. Oh. Our website has been updated, vgocc.com. It now has pretty much everywhere you can find us connected on. So hopefully it does. I don't know. I'll yell at David if it doesn't. But you should be able to get to our startup from the, our startup meetup page from there, as well as our Facebook group. We also have our Twitter now running, as well as our Instagram. So we have all those things going. It's all vgocc at vgocc. So go check it out. Join us there. Also, hit us with that those hashtags, you know, hashtag DLC, uh, hashtag downloadable coffee, mm-hmm. hashtag Shay, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Shay baby, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and we're looking for new hashtags, so if you want to, like, message, comment on Facebook. and Yeah, hashtag new hashtag. Yeah. So that was uh, last <laughs> events. Here's upcoming events. Upcoming events. Upcoming events. Yeah, uh, we do have the annual winter party run by the IGDA on February 16th. That's a Saturday. It begins at uh, 7 p.m. And the address is not currently loaded on my phone, so... Uh, uh, well, yeah, you guys aren't doing that. Tickets are, what, 25 Yeah, uh, tickets are cheaper if you buy them now. Um, I think they're 15 right now, um, but at the door they will be 25 um, we also said Society of Play is having something come up. I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. But you can go check out their meetup page, and they have, it's on there as well as their Facebook group. Then, 
There's one that I, I just had. Oh, our beer club. Yeah. Is going to be tomorrow, tomorrow. actually. So after this podcast comes out, it will be up there. We're super but excited. But you should have gone yesterday. It was real cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because by the time this comes out, it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have a conference. One of the conferences that are coming up is going to be... I mean, GDC is coming up. That's it. Game Developer Conference. That's what I was working Yeah, that's uh, beginning of March, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, can I also make an announcement? Sure. Uh, I have just been named as one of the coaches for Startup Weekend in, in Fort Worth. For So it's going to be March 1st through the 3rd. They haven't got all the details up just yet. They're still getting a lot of this stuff put together and looking for sponsors and whatnot. So, but I get to make my announcement now because I'm one of the first coaches that they managed to So, yes. Uh, it is called Health and Wellness, and the way that it works is... It's kind of like a game jam. Hmm. You come up with an idea for a pro- product or a project. You go there. Yeah, well, yeah, at the event, you come up with an idea. You you work together to make a company to f- create this idea. Then you pitch it to to some judges, and then some people win things. Uh, so that's happening, and I'm going to be a coach there. I'll be the coach. I'll be a coach on Saturday. I've got a pitch Sunday for you. Judging. All right. So imagine this: you take a hair follicle. You put it in a thing, it vaporizes it, and determines your heart rate and and uh, like body fat percentage and all of that stuff. Can you do that with hair? No, not at all. But that's my idea. Say. I'm pitching it. Sweet. <laughs> I was going to say. So it's going to be kind of cool. I'm, I'm super excited about it because this is one of the first things. I like. One of my goals this year was to get speaking gigs and do some mentorship. So this is actually one of my steps towards uh, achieving some of my goals this year. Super excited. Do you guys have any goals that you want to do this year? I want to uh, finish the thing that I'm putting a lot of hours into. Can't talk about that. Yep, let's can't talk about that. Anything for you? Uh, sure. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll write on my coattails of that, finishing whatever we're working on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, let's jump into news. Yeah, all right. So we'll just head on to news. Uh, we changed our format a little. Now it's not just one person talking and reading through the news. Each of us have picked at least two to three news articles, and we're going to share with the ones that caught our eyes. And then um, maybe uh, we didn't even see if we had an expansion topic. We're like still getting into the swing of things. <laughs> we're changing some stuff up. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. So who wants to go first? Shay, you have yours up, so go for it. Uh, sure. Well, this was a pretty short article. I'm looking at a. This is at wccftech.com. And the article name is Epic is considering adding an intermediate script language to Unreal Engine 4. Uh, you got some you got some head shakes over there. Let's, let's First explain what, what that means. So yeah, it's that was a weird word to pick. But apparently what they mean is like a some sort of language to bridge some of the some of the gaps they're having between C and C sharp being able to communicate with each other. Um, and they've looked at uh, in this article. Uh, I think it's Tim Sweeney talking. Is that right? Uh, I'd love to hear Sweeney talking. Yeah. No, no, actually, not at all. <laughs> <coughs> uh, they mention they mention like Python and Lua in this, uh, but they but they said they still have some of their own issues. They don't want to use JavaScript, and so they mention the possibility of using a custom language, like um, and they mention Unreal Script, I guess, which. That's something that must have been in previous. Yeah, iterations. Unreal three and previous iterations of Unreal used Unreal Script, which uh, was very archaic and specific. Yeah, it had its own limitations. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, we had a lot of people arguing about that upstairs uh, on their our industry Slack channel. <clears throat> a lot of our coders are not in or down with the idea of switching to another intermediate language, especially after switching back from Unreal Script yeah. to C++. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the industry standard, isn't it C++? For the most part, yeah. yeah. Although uh, whatever Unity runs on. I think Unity, they're C-sharp. Unity is, you can do C-sharp or... They, I know they used to have Java. I don't know if they phased that out, but you could, you could do either Java or C sharp. Okay. That's what <coughs> most people did. Yeah. Yeah. You got one? Yeah. Uh, you know, on Engadget, I was reading about Farming Simulator being an esports game now, Sweet. which <laughs> is amazing. Farming Simulator? Now that's just a. It's is it a PC or a console game? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, it's it's PC, but I think you can play it on console. Yeah, it's just it's literally what it's called. It's Farming Simulator. I watched a like a Let's Play on it once. It's just a random dude just playing <laughs> around with it. Well, there's a, a huge league starting out the first season huge this year. Simulated see, farms I feel somewhere. like they kind of missed the boat when Farmville was super popular. Like, I could see. No, could no, see they're completely being, separate genres. <laughs> I could see that, though, being like super well, competitive. Well, apparently there's a $280,000 prize pool for this. It's pretty big. And so I was, I was like, how in the heck can this Bears possibly be an esport? Battlestar Galactica. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica? Yeah. Anyway. So I was I was reading up trying to figure out why this is an esport, and it turns out there's actually a lot of a lot of uh, micro involved. If, if you're familiar with the term, um, so real time strategy games, there's a lot of like optimization, uh, which if yeah. you if you are really good at the optimization and like oh I can hit these keys to trigger these guys and do all this stuff, they, it's like a micro. That's what they call it, yeah. a term for that. So apparently there's a ton of optimization that you can do in like a set of goals on Farming Simulator, so much so that they're making it an eSport League. On top of that, it's really big in countries like Germany. Wow. <laughs> so this is That's pretty really big. interesting. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if those developers ever had this in mind. I don't think so. I think... Part, part of it might have been like, this was just kind of a novel idea, and they're just like, let's just do it. <laughs> See what happens. And then all of a sudden, it's like it's it's like one of those bizarre games that just kind of takes off. Yeah. I yeah. had a sociology professor that for his dissertation, he like went and joined a motorcycle gang like in, in uh, Waco and just lived with them for like two years. I think something like this would be would be a fun <laughs> experiment. Like, you know what? I'm just gonna walk away from everything and go do farming. simulation farming for a year or two. I just want to see how crazy the farms get. You know, because we, we can see like um, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley. Those are all kind of like farming simulators in their own right. I mean, in a in a sense, Farmville was too another farming simulator, and those got wild. They, they did. Wild. They did. Like so, I'm I'm kind of curious to know like <coughs> how crazy these people's farm get. Well, so apparently get there's like, like a, sorry. Does it get to the level of like Starcraft crazy? Yeah, though? yeah, <laughs> like that much optimization. But it's there's even like a custom controller for it for the tractor that you drive in the oh, game geez. and all this. It's a uh, it's pretty big, pretty big. This is so good. Which one? This is a vanilla chai latte. Yeah. <laughs> Not sponsored in any sort of way. I'm just like blown away. Thanks, Nirvana. I, I got one of their chai, chai, I'll say this every time, I got one of their chai lattes and it wasn't very good. And they were immediately replaced it because they said to me, 
if you have a drink you don't like, we'll replace. We'll we are obviously give you better, better drinks. So this is actually super super good. Nice. <laughs> My bad. Uh, plug. Thank you, Nirvana. <laughs> so what's your article? Oh man. Uh, Kickstarter. The top games, the top projects that were raised in 2018 were all board games. Nice. Video games actually took a steep declining. I don't remember all the numbers, and there were a lot of them. But uh, I, my question on this one, so it's saying like board games were the most popular to be funded, while video games took this took this noticeable dive, and it's been taking a dive over the last couple of years. My question on this, is that because video games have a rarity of actually being fully finished once they're on Kickstarter, versus board games? Like, you see a... I don't know if this is, I'd have to find numbers really, but it seems like, to me at least, board games are more likely to actually go all the way through than video games that sometimes just die after a funding round. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, <clears throat> more successful. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I'm going for. There's a lot, of, a, a lot of games who, on Kickstarter, who, yeah, some, some of them haven't complete, completed their promise, right? Even though they got fully funded, they didn't finish the game. Um, but I think more significantly was the amount of time. Like, Star Citizen was one of the huge funded Kickstarter games, right? And it still hasn't come out. Now, there are playable things, but it's it's not a finished game yet. I just think back to that article where the guy who, like, put in, like, some seven... Excuse me, $7,000. He's like, Star Citizen figured out how to package Scope Creep as a thing. And then when you go <laughs> and look at a lot of these Kickstarters, like, they'll start out pretty simple... But then they'll be like, oh, but if you get more money, look at all these other things we can mm-hmm. do. And it just continues to go. And it's like, you know, I'd rather you just ship the game with your base features and then do DLC content off of that. Yeah. Right? Like, that's a lot. There's something like their burn rate is like 10 million, 15 million a month for a while, uh-huh. which is huge. For video games? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I can't really talk fully on this project, but I was talking with this guy who, of course, wanted to make a video game, and he's like, "I bet you have to make yeah, you need thousands or millions of dollars to complete a video game." And I was like, "It just depends on your your project. You're thinking of like these really big, high budget, massive teams, right?" And he was like, well, "So I don't need that much." I was like, "It just depends on your team size, because that's the mm-hmm. real thing. Yep. Whether or not you're licensing." Uh, some software or a name of a, another prop, like, like whatever, you know, like, like if you're going for Legos, you have to, yeah, if you're going for Legos or an existing IP, you have to license that from the original IP. Right, right. Who over owns that, that IP. So these are like the things that people don't see. Anyways, going back, some of these Kickstarter games also are like supposed to be fan games that they really can't do it. Right. It walks that borderline of fair use. It, so I can get why a lot of people just don't have the words <coughs> a lot of faith in video game Kickstarters. Yeah, yeah. Because there hasn't shown to be like a very solid... And so of the Kickstarters, the ones that have gone on to be completed, some of them have been not... They haven't lived up to the hype, Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah, or Ukulele was dis- uh, disappointed to a bunch of people. Oh, Though, okay. I think they still put out a pretty good product. Okay. So. I still want to play it. Right? It's still gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next. <laughs> all right, yeah. What, what was your next article, Daniel? Um, so the other thing I was looking at was, and this is at GameSpot.com. Uh, the article title is Red Dead 2 Facing Legal Action from the Real Pinkertons. 
which pretty much says it all. Um, the Pinkerton Detective Agency, which turns out they're still around, um, is, I guess, suing... Uh, looks like they, they want a lump sum of money or and or future royalties from Take-Two. They want? No, no they want. want. Oh, want. I was about to Sorry, say, what? That. <laughs> so for That's those, a Pinkerton yeah, of cash right so there. So a quick history lesson on that. The Pinkertons used to be like some somewhat like enforcers <laughs> back in the day. They did some pretty <clears throat> rough stuff. 1950s. Yeah, in the early early days, um, they've gone on since to be something else. Uh, still within the same line, but not like what they wore back then. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people, when they come out of the woodworks, going, "Well, we want royalties," it's like, "Well, now you're copying to the fact that you guys did bad things <laughs> back then." Where some companies would be like, "Don't mention that stuff. Keep that stuff under the rug where we can't put it." You know? Yeah, which for them, it's just using their likeness in a video game. I don't know, it's, it's an interesting... It's interesting because, like, like what if it were McDonald's or somebody like mm-hmm, that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have to... Don't you well, they have disclaimers, like... <clears throat> at the beginning and ending of any video game, they always have that, like, you know, any individuals who may seem like real-life individuals is purely coincidental and all that stuff, you know, like that legal disclaimer. Yeah. So I doubt they have any real case. Yeah. <clears throat> Apparently this had come up before, though, with, uh, with Bioshock, maybe? Uh, oh, uh, Bioshock Infinite, because the agent that you play in Bioshock Infinite was a former Pinkerton agent. Oh, so I didn't remember that. Nice. It wasn't a big major part of the storyline, actually, but hmm. the background was. Yeah, I don't remember that being a major thing. It was like briefly touched on towards the end of the game. That's the, that game that I have like a love hate relationship. Like there's parts of the game, the story that's really really good, but then there's parts of it where you're just like, come on guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you could do that. You could have done this a little bit better. We have a uh, upstairs. We have the person who rigged Elizabeth from that game. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty talented. We're happy to have him on the team. Cool. Uh, upstairs being Gearbox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are not sponsors. Okay. No. May I use yours to look at my other article? Okay. Um, okay. Uh, are we next up? Yeah. yeah. You, All right. You guys cool. Can go for- <clears throat> well, uh, mine's not explicitly an article, but I did want to talk about Anthem because they had their quote-unquote VIP demo this yeah. weekend, which was for anybody who pre-ordered the game or if you're on EA's Premier Pass thing or... Uh, some other ways that you could get in, just getting a code or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as soon as it opened, their servers were hit uh, and hit max capacity, like immediately. So they were plagued with server issues the whole weekend. Uh, I did get to play a fair bit of it, um, but they had quite a few bugs, one of which was an infinite loading screen bug. Uh, and the loading bar would progress like normally, and then it would get like right to the end and then just hang and sit there. That's frustrating. So you have to force quit out of the game and, and relaunch. Uh, so if you could get past the server issues, then get into the game into a loading screen, you might hit that infinite load. So it was, uh, it was a little bit rough. Um, now, Anthem is that game that looks sort of like Bungie's game, right? It, it kind of looks like Destiny a little bit. Uh, it is a looter shooter, so you shoot things, you get loot, then you get to use that loot to shoot more things. Is that a new genre? Looter, looter shooter? That's been around since uh, Borderlands, I've actually. I've actually not heard that that term at all. Really? Yeah, it's usually just first-person shooter, mm-hmm. uh, first-person shooter RPG, which is what I'd classify Fallout 4 as. Yeah, the... Well, see, 
I think uh, you're right. Fallout 4 is, as you're describing, first-person shooter RPG, whereas a looter shooter is like Diablo, where you're specifically shooting a bunch of stuff so that you can get better stuff to shoot things with, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that started with Borderlands, and now we've got Destiny and The Division and soon Anthem and Division 2 as well. It's like oh, America. yeah, I forgot Division 2 is coming out. Mm-hmm. Now, Division 1. Yes. This is a little off topic, but Division 1, there was a whole bunch of promise. Like, a uh, former roommate of mine likes to remind me how Division 1 had a whole bunch of promises when you bought, like, when you did the season pass. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people that pre-ordered the game, they got, like, the season pass, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes <coughs> on with it. And he's he still claims to this day, and I don't know if it's true or not. He still claims to this day, like it's one of the ones that didn't fulfill all of its promises. Like it didn't get all the DLCs out, doesn't have all of the packages at all. Um, is that true? No, that's not true. They have fulfilled all of their promises um, as far as like DLC packages. However, they had a case of no end game. Or there was not, once you completed the base campaign, there oh, was yeah. not enough stuff to do, or not enough variety of stuff to do to keep people engaged mm-hmm. uh, long enough until the DLCs came out. Mm-hmm. And then when they did come out, they, they did add a bunch more content, but they were still smaller packages than a lot of people thought they might be. Um, so that was unfortunate that it kind of died off like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, back to Anthem. Yeah. Uh, so they fixed a lot of their server issues, but the infinite load bug was there and there that game comes out in two weeks on february 15th so you got into the game or did you just get stuck on that infinite i was able to play oh how did you like it what was your initial impression my impression was that it's uh, a it's very pretty um i have a few i had a lot of fun when i when i was playing and not having to deal with the server issues or the infinite load bug or any of that um but i have a few issues with with like how it does a lot of its gameplay for one, there's a lot of loading screens. Even if they're somewhat short, they're still, A, they're too frequent, and B, they're too many. Um, and you, the bigger issue uh, to me is that you can't ever access your uh, your like weapon inventory or the forge, as they call it, unless you're back at the home base. So you select all your weapons and stuff, and then once you're out in the field, you're stuck, you're stuck with what you got unless you go back. Um, and if you... If you don't like your loadout, it's... I don't know, there, there were some pretty rough picking guns. Any stuff up on the field? Or like yeah, you could, you could pick up ammo and health items. Um, and if you did pick up a new weapon, you couldn't see what it was. You could just see if it was a rare thing or an uncommon thing. Or, you had to go back to base to analyze it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then equip it and all that. Um, it's kind of rough. Depending on how big the map is, that could really, really suck. There are some long missions, and you have to wait till the end to, to get through it. There was one in particular. It was the, the raid mission or the strike or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> it was a very long mission, had a big boss at the end, and I was playing with other random people online. But my whole team died to the boss, and then I don't know what happened to them, but I got the infinite load bug after I died. So I couldn't load back in, and I had to restart. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll, you know, I've got all those items. It's okay. I didn't finish the boss, so I go back in, and I don't. I didn't get any of the experience. I didn't get any of the items. So that's a significant server issue to me. Yeah. Uh, and I really hope they fix that. Yeah. Um, also, of the weapon types that they had, I tried. I tried the machine pistol, the heavy pistol, the machine gun, the heavy machine gun, and all this different stuff. And I think a good half of them didn't feel fun to shoot. Like, it didn't feel good. 
Okay. So I think they need to tune up their, their gunplay game field. So speaking of games that have come out, Yes. Uh, Resident Evil 2 came out last Thursday. That's correct. Actually, I actually was a big girl and played it. I normally don't play horror games. For those that don't know, I'm terrified of horror games. I tried to play, just as a, a sort of a small background on this, I tried to play Amnesia. You Ooh. know where you're Ooh, going that's down a tough that, one. Yeah, you know where you're going down that tunnel, right? And the first, the screen suddenly goes, the music goes, dun, dun, dun. And the screen <laughs> goes, woo, 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 woo. I shot up out of my chair and flung myself across the room and asked my friend to turn <laughs> off my computer. Like, that's how terrified of that is. And I, I played Layers of Fear after I watched, like, three Let's Players play it before I could, so I could get all the surprises out. Anyways, I played Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. The game's actually pretty good. I've never actually played a Resident Evil game. I've always played, like, the House <clears throat> of Dead. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, which... The, like, light gun ones? Yeah, no, well... Suckers. Yeah, that's the ones that used to get the arcades, like at GameWorks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It cost about three hundred dollars to play <laughs> by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, because you're like sliding that card through, just like no, I gotta get to the end. Um, ooh, don't ooh, that was some childhood flashback. Hold on. So I played some <laughs> played I played Resident Evil Two. This is the first time that I've ever played a Resident Evil game. And I gotta say, it was actually really, like, it was really, really pretty. I think that's the really Oh, yeah, they, that's, it's that's gorgeous. Although I was yelling things like, she was in the rain, why is she not wet? <laughs> thing the entire time. Um, and there are instances where, where there, the downside, I would say, is um, they it felt like they tried to really shoehorn some terror in it, into mm, them. Mm-hmm. Because there's moments where you'll have, like, one zombie in one, in the room, and you'll kill the zombie right off the bat, but the music is still swelling like something terrible is about to happen and nothing does. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, well, that's... Keep the tension up. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't really. It's, it's just, just like super anticlimactic. And I'm going to be honest, I am too quick, too quick because, because I'm playing on assistant. Ah, uh, okay. So that means that it's a little bit easier. I can Did they add it. add an assisted yeah, mode? I didn't assisted know that. Mode. There, there's a couple nice. of different ones. There's assisted, there's standard, which most people play on standard. But I suck at shooters, so I play, I'm playing assisted. Also because I didn't want to be terrified and have to like waste half my clip on a zombie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that was run. My roommate was sitting there playing with me most of the time, or guiding me through it because he's a lot farther in it. Right, and there's, I don't want to give a spoiler, but there's like one character in there you just don't want to mess with where I'm, where I've gotten to. It's just crazy. <laughs> I don't want to demo, but I haven't played it yet. I'm assuming they got rid of tank controls. And it's, yes, and so it plays like Resident Evil 4. Okay. Uh, but a little newer than that. Okay. Um, Maybe closer to 5. Um, as far as the horror games go, I'm like I'm kind of a wimp too, but I forced myself to play through them with friends. So like I've gotten through Amnesia and some of those. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're definitely more terrifying. But the Resident Evil games are different to me. They're they're less horror and more survival. Yeah. Because uh, it's about that that resource management, and also it's the self being able to defend yourself just. Strips away a lot of that fear, so I, I can I feel like I can actually get into it. I mentioned that to, to my roommate Gilbo, and I, I live with a married couple. Gilbo is the husband. He was saying how terrifying it is, and I was like, it's not really scary once you remove, when, once you give me a way to fight back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I don't care if, even if I'm like unloading
night, completely different than Five Nights at Freddy, where you're just sitting there and you're at the mercy of the machines that are coming for you. You can't do anything but hit this button. And if you're out of power, that's where you're going down. You're kind of <laughs> SOL, you know? How's the voice acting? It's really good. The voice acting's really good. Now, the I'm originals playing... had some charmingly bad... <laughs> It'd be uh, better if you, the master of unlocking, cool, take the lockpick. Cool thing to know about it, too, depending on which character you start the game with, um, the outcome will be different. Yeah, yeah, so they're completely that, different storylines. Yeah, so I got to a part of the game, I started playing as Claire, he was playing as Leon. I got to a part of the game, and he had no idea what to do after that, because he he his character doesn't go through that, because mm -hmm. they're a completely different scene set. It meets some different characters. And even... Um, the first character you meet in the game treats her differently than than Leon. So they have some really nice changes within the game, mm -hmm. depending on who you're playing. Now, if you uh, if you really want to check it out, if you like that that style, uh, I would highly recommend Dead Space One because that game still manages to be terrifying even though you can defend yourself. Mm. And also, uh, the Evil Within one, it, it changes things so frequently and so often that things are still terrifying right up to the end. Mm. Uh, whereas Evil Within 2, though technically a better game and it feels better to play, at some point you, hit, you feel just so powerful that you can take on anything. Mm -hmm. And, and you've like already navigated all the areas. So, you you know. like hard games. I just picked up Celeste. Ah, uh, yeah, Celeste was really good. I am being destroyed. I, went, I opened <laughs> it up. I... Yesterday when I played a little, I'm already at a, at 200 deaths, and I just made it to the second level. <laughs> I was like, what? That's a tough game. It is so hard. So once you beat it, now don't do it until you beat it, but once you beat it, go watch a speedrun of it, and you'll hate yourself. <laughs> oh, I already hate myself already. Jeez. All right, so going on to our next topic here before we go too far off. Uh, this is from algorithmic.com. This is, I believe, a... Um, they call it substance community or so algorithmic it just got bought out by adobe um there was some mixed feelings in our discord about this mm -hmm. some of the, some people were kind of excited because this brings in a whole new um uh tool set to work with to create 3d objects so a lot of people were super excited about that while others are like man it feels like adobe is going more business and forgetting about its consumers mm -hmm. and uh, and I kind of I can see where they're coming from I own a creative firm and so definitely Adobe is one of our main products and we uh, there was a point where we had a little bit of money trouble we weren't able to keep the license going but we were still able to use this stuff for at least a month or two before mm -hmm. they started shutting down during those two months we were trying to like change out our credit cards and fix up everything and we couldn't get our Adobe up and running. We ended up having to shut it entirely down. And even after we contacted support, it was like, um, yeah, you're just gonna have to cancel this order. It was like, you had to go through like this hoops, red tapes and hoops just to get yeah. canceled. We ended up just starting an entirely new one. And we lost a lot of the work from, from that. Thankfully we have backup, but some of the stuff we didn't have backup on. So now we have better policies in the mm -hmm. company on how to back our stuff up. That's good, that's that's important. Yeah, so so this is kind of cool. A lot of people are excited about it. Uh, apparently algorithmic, I've never heard of this. I'm not in the, I don't, I don't really use these kinds of tools. Um, so a lot of people are kind of excited about it. Um, do you have feelings on it? Uh, nope. No. <laughs> I am not familiar with what algorithmic does. Uh, what the setup that they were talking about at VGOCC was it's it's uh, doing 
extra materials? Yeah. Ah, okay. It's a substance creator. Okay, okay. Like kind of like ZBrush? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of like ZBrush. Though that's not materials so much as... as Z uh, ZBrush is more like used for... I like to say it's like the clay modeler for 3D yeah, modelers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, the Alvaranthic family is super excited. Congratulations to them for being added to Adobe. You were saying 3D, 3DS. Oh, it is it is Substance Painter. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Substance Painter is heavily used in the games industry right now. Uh, Uncharted 4, a lot of their textures and materials were made with Substance. Okay. Um, and that's you know, a lot of other companies are adapting it, but that's the one that I'm most familiar with because I've watched some talks on the matter. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. But a lot of companies are already working with Adobe, so this might actually be good for, at least on the, the bigger corporate side, Yeah. because that could be bundled in with other Adobe packages without costing a, a whole separate suite. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of, I mean, that's the cool thing about it for people that, that have been, like, locked in and have yeah, had a lot yeah. of money, because despite that, there are some packages with Adobe that are a lot cheaper. Like, you can get the entire Adobe Cloud at the time when I first got it, it was like 54 bucks, and that's when I was using it for personal things, right? So adding this definitely gives them a larger tool set, and it's industry standard for any design. Yeah, yeah. Any design. Uh, it, it definitely is. I just worry about Adobe going the way of Autodesk. So I don't know if you're familiar with Autodesk's woes. So Autodesk has a habit of acquiring companies and absorbing their teams and then letting go of a bunch of people and taking those resources and putting them elsewhere. Mm. So this happened with uh, Softimage, if you're familiar with that. That company was actually very popular in the games industry, that, that software. Uh, for making, it, it was essentially like Maya, and a lot of people still fondly preferred that tool, uh, but Autodesk purchased it and stopped supporting it and updating it, and a lot of those people ended up putting work into Maya, but Softimage was essentially discontinued. Uh, Autodesk also has, has had a history of like forming a game engine and then ripping it out from under developers because not enough people were supporting it, so they didn't continue to support it themselves. And ripped out their licenses from under them. That's uh, oh, so the woes of a big company. Yeah. Well, our recording's done. <laughs> <laughs> that recording's done. We're, we're trying to video it this time. Yeah, no, we're we're doing some tests where um, I guess we can give a sneak peek. We're wanting to do this live, uh, so we're also wanting to like since we can't like afford to be media trained, we're kind of doing it ourselves using different ways. Uh, this time I brought with me Amiibo, which somebody at work was very kind enough to let me use for other reasons. Um, so this is kind of cool. Uh, I might take a clip from that and post it online just to show like what our setup looks like here. <laughs> it's always a one mic setup. We should show off the server uh, right? when it moves back. Like, you don't have to. You can kind of see. You can That's kind of see. There's a see it there. It's the one with the coat on it. But all right, I'm just gonna close this out. So. <clears throat> the yeah. uh, the source of our audio woes. Revelation spoke of this monster. Okay. Yeah, also I think it ran out of room, that's why. Uh, <laughs> on okay. the SD card, there's a lot of stuff on there. But we have the majority of the episode recorded. So Sweet. anyways, going back, uh, that sounds a little like what um, a lot of like, big companies will do, is they'll absorb their competitors, then stop supporting their competitors, and force their entire customer base to join in on their thing. Mm -hmm. 
right? Um, sometimes we'll grab grandfather in. I think in algorithmic's case, anybody that's already using their, their stuff is kind of grandfathered in with the with it already. I hope. I'm hoping too. That's what it sounded like in the article, but if that changes, mm. Can you imagine like a software company doing that? Like if Pepsi just bought Coke and dissolved it, it was like, ha, now you all have to drink Pepsi. Like, I don't, in those cases, I'd be I right don't with that. think so. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I think that it's the point like when they see the competitors getting ready to make that big boom. You mm. know what I mean? And then that's when the when the company goes, hey, we can help you out. Come join us. And they're like, oh, awesome. We can grow quicker. Like, this is all a conspiracy theory at this point. So let's just stop that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm not as familiar with Adobe's practices on that matter. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's... Well, I mean, it'll they, be supported well because they, that is a very useful tool. They have absorbed other companies in the past, and some of those products they don't even like flash for a while. That was something completely separate before it got a, a, it absorbed by Adobe, and then eventually, it, yeah, it it was around for a little while, and then they slowly start discontinuing flash, and that's why a lot of flash games and stuff. Well, a, a big factor with that, at least, was that uh, the Flash plugin is very heavy. Mm -hmm. So when web developers started moving to like HTML5 and other platforms for, for websites, uh, a lot of people didn't want to include Flash because it's slow, it takes a lot of data, things load forever on Flash. So yeah. Like security. yeah, there were some security issues. So a lot of websites don't even support it anymore. A lot of web browsers don't even support Flash anymore. Yeah, even if it did. <laughs> Because of the way SEO works, if your load time is too long, it actually negatively impacts your score. Mm -hmm. It'll mm -hmm. force your website down the right page. Well, this leads into those old Flash games, like the, the Balloons Tower Defense, right? We were talking about that a while yeah, back. Yeah. Days of you can't play those anymore. Sheep and Newgrounds. Yep, yeah, yep. we were talking about the restoration of games <clears throat> and what's going to happen to them. Uh, like, there's an entire just library of games on Newgrounds that just can't be supported anymore because the software doesn't exist. And even if the creators wanted to go make some updates on it, it's like, well, good luck on that. You right, know? right. To play those games now, you have to go manually install Flash and download the games on your desktop. Yeah. It's sad times for Richmond. Hi. Pretty good thing. Well, that's, that's the, those are the only two articles I have. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, I mean, there's a million things we can talk about, but I'm sure we're hitting close to our, yeah. our time here. Uh, so, what did we talk about at the VGOCC this week? That was everything we talked about. Oh, I thought we were just doing news articles. Yeah, that was a big Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've been around for how like how long you've been around, but like normally we grab all of our news. Our news, so this is how we get it. I don't think we've ever like given the behind the scenes on how we get a lot of these articles. They're provided to us by our members in the Discord channel, which is called Gaming News. And that's where we get everything from. So if you guys have a topic that you want to bring have us in or want hope to have talk about on the podcast, drop it into our Discord. You can, if you don't have a link, if you're not on there already, you can get hit up one of the organizers. You can hit up any member in there. It isn't free for any, like we haven't locked it so that only one person can send out invites. We do ask though, this is a new, this is some of our newest rules for the club. If you are on a Discord, you must go by your, your real name or a nickname you would like us to call you. This is because we are a community, and as fun as it is to run into a room and yell out gamer tags, uh, we'd still like to know each other. On a bit more of a, oh jeez, I was gonna say personal level, but I wasn't sure if that was like the right way of saying it. 
Anyways, we want to get to know you. IRL. Yeah, in real life. IRL. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So please join us there. Join the conversation. It's always a good time. We even have a channel dedicated to like I don't know who started this, but posting about chickens. Yeah. Just like uh, random. That's been getting a lot of traction the last week. Yeah. yeah I did for a while. There's a lot of memes week. of chickens apparently. Somebody <laughs> revived the chicken. Yeah. Uh, so but come see us on Thursdays and Fridays, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, so let's go ahead and get our shout-outs. As always, thank you to Nirvana for being so awesome. The guys today actually moved the boxes off of the stairs, so we didn't all like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice surprise. <laughs> they did that after I showed up and was, like, handing Shay my uh, my my stand here for the for the Mevo. <laughs> so bad. And I finagled my way up. <laughs> so Jungle fun. gym. Yeah. Um, so thank you to Nirvana for being so awesome for allowing us to continue to put, push their podcasts out of this. And uh, thank you to Trey. He's been so awesome. He's helping us figure, also figure out how we can start live streaming and not lose the bumpers. There's really awesome in between sections that introduce each part of the podcast. He's figuring out how to do that. He also smoked me in Smash Bros this weekend. Oh, it is? (laughs) Smoked me. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, Oh, and kind of another shout-out. I think one of his other projects um, that he's mixed for has been... uh, It was nominated for an award. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a compilation of music from a very particular video game, but I can't remember everything off of the top of my head because I'm just now remembering it. (laughs) And then, of course, Unwar, who went out to PAX, was awesome, and then got sick. So, get well soon, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, feel better, man. Oh, yeah. And thank you to David, who took some time to actually get the website in a good state and everything. And I, again, want to do a huge shout-out. And he set us up an uh, Instagram. He did. He did set us up an Instagram. And I also want to give a... Set us up the bomb. Another shout-out to Jose and Melissa, who did our... Logos. So mm-hmm. if you've noticed, we've completely rebranded the club. Well, rebrand is a, it's iffy. But we rebranded the club. We now have club colors, which is brown and yellow, or brown and orange, and uh, awesome logos for both yeah, of our things. mascot. Yeah, after the, both of our things. So we're super excited on that one. Um, and yeah, if you want to come out to any of our groups, we meet in real life. Thursdays and Fridays, and we're looking at starting two more clubs this year in Fort Worth and one in downtown Dallas. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Beer Club is at Brain Dead Brewing, if you don't know that. And I think, I, we forgot to mention this, but I believe there's one more event that we're doing this week as well on Thursday at the Cidercade. That's right, David wanted us all to meet at Cidercade Thursday. Yeah, I'm not sure, quite sure why, because I'm like, just make that. Well, because we went and saw Broly. Okay. And then we all got pumped for some Dragon Ball Z, and they have, I guess, some Dragon Ball Z fighter games at Cidercade, and so it's kind of sweet. Simple. We're trying to step up the events in general this yeah, year. Yeah, this year is one of, like, talking <coughs> our goals this year, one of our goals is to start doing workshops and game jams and some events around the area, and we found a couple of venues that are willing to work with us. It's now just down to getting uh, volunteers to help out. Remember, we are a community, but we're also a volunteer community. None of this is done out of our, all of this is pretty much done out of our own pockets. Uh, we're, we're hoping to change that later on and figure out how to like really fund the club. But until then, we're looking for volunteers to kind of help us get a lot of our stuff off the ground. 
Yep, so hit us up. Hit us up with that hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag. And uh, let us know if you've got some ideas or want to lend a hand. Yeah. Or, you know, actually hashtag downloadable copy or, or tag us for real. Yeah. <laughs> At CGOCC, we'll work across all, across all channels. Uh, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, yeah. At VGOCC. Thanks for listening. Have a great morning. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>